Previously on the Redbeard Chronicles. I go to Samuel and I untie him. Oh, praise the gods. Thank you so much. I want to punch the guy in the face. <laughs> okay. I think I love you. You like turn around and you crack him against the nose. Oh! <laughs> I know, it was quite exciting. <laughs> oh, Samuel. So they're just having a grand old laugh over the fact <laughs> that he almost got kidnapped. <laughs> Again? <laughs> I have the proud honor to introduce you and to this great town of Thetan, a new business that will dazzle and delight anyone. I give you Cure Hearts, Tonic Selves, and Rarities. are coming back after the party but the party was royally extravagant samuel held back nothing when it came to the music food or the guests you met many people of the party and it was fun but it was a blur of introductions so to fast forward in time i will tell you about the people of interest that you met during the party Laya. You meet a human woman that wears vibrant blue formal outfit. And she wears a tight velvet tunic with arm slits on her sides that where that you see her arms sticking out where she wears a signet ring of the Valley Crest. She is highly decorated in jewelry. She wears a large blue hat with a white fluffy plume that droops slightly towards the back. Her skin is tan and her eyes are blue. She keeps her hair tight and hidden under the hat, but you see strands of brown hair. Her name is Julia Walsh. She is respectfully called Mayor Walsh, or Lady of Thetan. I need a charisma roll from you, Laya. <laughs> <laughs> so just, just a regular plain old charisma? Uh, yeah, because you're not persuading or anything like that. You're just having a conversation. You're just being yourself. Okay. Uh, she's still real tired. Uh, that would be a five. A five? Okay. Nailed it. Uh, you learn that she is very excited to see the shop come into Thetan, and she is honored to have such a well-known group of heroes from the kingdom of Demir choose Thetan as their new home. So again, you meet Julia Walsh, or known as Mayor Walsh, or Lady of Thetan. Progressive. <laughs> Sasha? It's your turn. You meet a younger woman. She is slightly older you, but young in age. She wears a large round rimmed glasses and around her ears you see that they are pointed. Her face is not sharp as an elf, but her ears are definitely elven, maybe half elf. 
Her skin is dark almond tone. She has a subtle freckles on her cheeks, under her eyes, and you get a glimpse of her eyes of lavender in color. She carries a small leather-bound black book. You get to know her as Zoya Heldy. I need a charisma roll, please. <laughs> uh, 16. You learn that Zoya is a new resident to Thetan. She has opened a bookstore and a small library. She came to the party to network and offer herself for appraisals of literature to you. She also is a collector, so if you find anything rare, she may be interested. On top of that, she tells you about that she is receiving a shipment of books from the eastern side of Demir. She bought a lot of books at an auction. She also, she also says that if she finds anything arcane, she'd be more than grateful to uh, gain your insight and maybe offer you a discount of books. Crumb. You see somebody familiar. Newly familiar. You remember her from the Greyfeather Tavern and Inn. The Minotaur that was singing in the band last night. Her hair is light in tone, light brown, peppered with straw yellow blonde spots. Her horns stretch out long to her sides. She wears a linen white blouse and brown trousers with long white leather spats that is laced on the back. She holds two bingles around her wrists that are made of brass. And you learn that her name is Kelson Broadhead. I need a charisma roll. Uh, 17. I'm pretty sure that was a nat one. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a plus zero to charisma. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm real interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Crown just like staring at her and she's like talking it's, like, and Crown's just like zoned out. I mean to be fair, the things that happened earlier that day I could understand that completely. <laughs> um, she seems very eager and interested that um, she sees another Minotaur. She sees Minotaurs around here but not as frequent. Um, she mentions to you that she has seen you around town for a couple months now. Um, she tells you that she is a tailor, specifically for Minotaur authentic clothing. So skirts. It's pants As Ricky on. would say. <laughs> uh, she looks over your clothes and uh, giggles amongst herself as she realizes whoever tailored this for you made it very tight. Thanks, Raynell. And that's all you learn of Kelson Broadhead. Wow. As you spend time in Thetan, you will learn these people more, gain their trust or dislikes, whichever way it goes. <laughs> Does this just turn into like a, a dating sim? Like. <laughs> but the party. Carl's found himself a girlfriend. <laughs> the triangle. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's the growing. Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> uh, so. 
the party ends. It starts to wind down. It is just your small group again. You're back at the kitchen on the second floor, all trying to finish the rest of the mead, wine, and cider. Uh, give me a constitution from Laya and Sasha, and I'll roll for Melanie. <sighs> I'm real constituted. <laughs> I did better. Yeah, than I get that, that way when I eat cheese. I, <laughs> uh, I got eight. Okay. I got a 19. Whoa. Dude, I'll tell you what. She can hold her liquor. Yeah. So, Lai, yeah, she can. Lai, you are fine. Um, you're doing actually tremendously well for. Um, fighting a wraith in the middle of the night last night. Uh, you're still feeling slight effects from that, but your tension is relaxed due to the party being over, the official grand opening, and maybe a little of the liquor helped, too. Uh, Sasha, you pace yourself throughout the night, but because of Samuel and Raynell dragging you every which way, um, drinking heavily to probably combat a lot of the anxiety um you feel slightly nauseous a little tired and you have a slight headache but other than that you are also happy that the party is over you are officially open and you don't have to do the bureaucratic nonsense anymore hopefully at least until tomorrow tomorrow's another day <laughs> So, like I said, the, the your small group is here. Raynell and your father, you hear them laughing and um, having small talk as they lean over the edge of the balcony of the second floor. Melanie is laid into Red's shoulder as Red realizes that she is passed out from probably drinking and just exhausted from everything. She worked very hard, and you guys sold up to... 45 gold today, which is really yeah. good for a day. Um, people bought a lot of your trinkets and stuff. Nobody really bought the unique things. A lot of people that came in or were either common folk or really high rich people, which they probably already have that stuff or they're not interested. So think of what they bought is knickknacks or memorabilia of them being at the shop. So 45 gold for your profit. Um, Red looks to you and, well, I, I guess I'll take her into her bed. I'll, I'll return in a moment. And you see as he scoops up Melanie and uh, she curls over and kind of lays into his chest a bit. And as they drift off, you watch Melanie's hand as she like waves goodbye. <laughs> and they head to her room. So you are all sitting at your round table, except for Raynell and Jonathan. And you get a moment to look at each other. Um, Samuel is not here. He actually left the party slightly early. Maybe due to his um, moment with the gunslingers that you guys fought earlier. Yeah. But he hasn't returned for a few hours. So, what would you like to do? 
almost feel like we need to go check up on him, make sure he's like getting kidnapped again. <laughs> uh, he was heavily guarded on the way out. The two guards from yeah, the guild but... followed him. But that is fair. We know how well that worked out the last time. Right? And the last time. <laughs> and the last, last time. And then the time before that. I'm really glad the store opening is done. It was fun, but it's been a lot. Long day. I definitely wish opening day could have been a different day. I feel like it would have been slightly more enjoyable. Yeah, I know you guys didn't have a very good night last night. The day didn't get much better. Life of the heroes, I guess. Yeah. It did. I know I looked over the note. Do you have any ideas who would want to do something like this? I do remember that there was a ghost and I actually recognized him. Um, there was one time when I was younger and I was still living at home, these men came and were looking for Papa. And they definitely wanted to hurt him. And one of the men that was looking for him was the ghost. So he must have died at some point and wanted to come back. I don't know why. Um, that That's all I really know. Um, but I don't know why he would want to come back from the dead to look for him. I don't know. That does seem odd. But if you said the last time you had seen this man, he was with a group? It was just two. It was him and somebody else. But this was years ago. Like, years ago. I don't know why now, even as a ghost, he would decide now. Do you think he may have been part of a bigger group? I... I don't know. Papa never really told me much about what he did. So, I don't know. I know... I guess, I th if I remember correctly, he thinks that Papa killed his brother? And... 
I don't think my papa would kill anybody. I mean, he was just a very kind soul, but... I don't, the, the whole situation was weird then. And I was very surprised to see him. And like I said, this was years ago, so... It just, it, it doesn't make sense, and it doesn't really add up to anything. I just, I remembered him. Well, let's just keep an eye out, and maybe we'll find something out. Yeah. I know you've been at home for a little while. I don't know if you've found anything but I can understand it might be hard to go through things that have been left behind. I mean, we, we've cleaned up there some, and I can't really say I've found anything out of the ordinary. Well, there's always a chance. There's something hidden away somewhere. But we'll... I just- I'll keep looking. I just- I don't know why somebody would want to disturb Papa's grave after all this time. I- I won't do anything without knowing from you if it's okay. But maybe your dad knew something. And somebody's trying to get him to talk after death. Well, what would you be able to do? I, th I think that there are spells to talk to the dead. Or get some sort of information from them. But that's... I would have to really look into that because I don't... Necromancy isn't really my thing. Sounds like some pretty dark magic. Not necessarily, but different magic types are kind of stickier for some people and a little harder to do. Go ahead and give me a perception crumb and Sasha. Just because of where you're sitting. What do I perceive? 16. No question. Mm -hmm. Can we decide to use passive perception or do we always have to roll for it? Uh, we can do passive perception, but for this, I want it's it's a harder situation. I, I just didn't know if we yeah, could ask. No, I've, like, if... I've been actually been debating on actually using more passive for you guys just because it's stupid to make you guys roll every single time for perception because uh my passive perception's pretty high yeah <laughs> yeah i would yeah i will start doing passive perception from now on i'll write it down on a card so i know it naturally um but for this case because it's subtle i would like a perception 16 11 okay I have a f 15 in passive, but 
So you noticed, um, Sasha, as you're talking about necromancy, um, your father and Raydell are not eavesdropping, but they're listening in on the conversation, and then they um, go to a more stern and not as uh, party-like atmosphere of a... They, they're not as happy. Jovial. Um, yeah, and they, they head towards the bottom floor to leave you guys to talk. Serious. <laughs> you mean he's not going to parent it? That's interesting. So you shouldn't do necromancy. Now, <laughs> daughter. Sasha Tremont. I don't know. I kind of view it's like, you know, everybody's good at different types of magic. And it's like necromancy isn't necessarily like banned. Bad. And it's yeah. not necessarily bad. But it's just like, it's going to be harder for some people to... It's like one of those things, like, I think because enough bad people utilize necromancy in terrible ways that probably, like, the it's general kind of, public it, would probably be more squeamish yeah. about it than academics would be. more of, like, a stereotype, like, yeah. bad people do necromancy. But yeah. if we remember the, like, wizard trials, the, the girl that went in before you, like, one of them, yeah, like, her main school was necromancy, and she was all like... Yeah. I'm gonna go do stuff. <laughs> I think it's it's more like considered bad because it's like dead bodies and stuff. Sure. You know. Yeah. No, I, I get that. Um, what is your passive perception? Is uh nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. So during that conversation, uh, you notice that uh, Sasha like looks towards her father as they're leaving, and with your passive perception of nineteen. You notice that um, as they're walking down the steps, Jonathan is opening a small uh, vial of silver liquid and is drinking it. Oh, shit. I think she would probably make that face, too. Like, squinty, like, what? <laughs> um, you, Sasha, know that your father has um, medications for his illness. Mm-hmm. So, could be that. Do the rest of us, like, notice that, like, Lai's no. got a really grimacy face right now? Yeah, unless she says anything, that's all that happens. I think I would just make a grimace face. Just, like, a squinty, really, a confused squinty face. But, again, I'm not going to do or cast anything without making sure it's okay with you first. And I don't want you to do anything that you're uncomfortable doing. I I, I understand the, the di- different schools and I understand that you tend to be more proficient in one over most and I wouldn't expect you to do it, just to get answers unless it was something you think would be worth doing. I'll just, I'll see if I can find anything and we can go from there. But I'm... I still wanted to say I'm 
glad you guys got through all of that okay. And I really wish there was a way you could have let me know. Because I would have tried to get back to you guys. I assume you were probably sleeping. <laughs> um, I I think she would just kind of like fiddle with like the ring on her hand that you know they all have. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a way, kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> you have to be thinking about them. Yeah. So that, that's the thing. Like she she assumes you were sleeping, so it's not something she would expect you to be aware of yeah. while sleeping. However. But wait, there's more. <laughs> um, I might have a way of contacting you even when you are asleep. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I have a little research of my own and I think I know how to I don't know what you would really want to call it, like, dream hop? Visit in dreams? Yeah, it, it was kind of weird. I think it can come in handy, but yeah, the I, th I think the person has to be asleep, though. So it won't necessarily be useful if we need to talk and we're awake. But it could be useful if somebody's sleeping. It's at least a way of communicating. <laughs> it's better than nothing. But I'm hoping we won't need to use something like that. But if we do go to the sepulchre, we'll all be really close. And not separated. Yeah. Um, returning is red, and uh, he he looks at you guys and how about a uh, a pot of coffee, just to keep us awake for a little while longer, and probably cure some of our hangovers from the amount of alcohol we had today. And he heads over to the uh, stove and starts filling up the water and heating it up. I have this memory thing from the Warforge that was in the sepulcher. And I think if we can somehow access it we might be able to get some sort of information and know a little bit more about what we would be going into hmm. maybe you could write a letter to Jericho he is the only warforge we know I know he said he lost his memory but maybe he has some ideas on how to access that stuff. If not, maybe Juniper might know. Yeah, between the two of them, I think they would be able to know 
how we could access it. At least maybe a start. Or point us in the right direction. I'll, I'll write up a letter in the morning to ask about that. When do you think we should go? How far away was it? The Jaugori jungle? Yeah. From where we are, it's... You got a map. <sighs> um, so as you guys are discussing uh, direction towards the Jaugori jungle, um, Sasha heads off to her room for a second to grab her uh, travel gear and pulls out the map that you guys have been using for so long and begins to chart out the distance. I assume we'd probably be traveling by cart so we could try to get back here quickly, right? It also depends if we're willing to go through jungles or only take roads. I guess we could always put the cart on an airship if we had to. Though it's not necessarily my favorite way to travel. It'd probably be about six weeks, give or take, by the cart. But Where... All does the portal in what was it, Lancaster? Chalibu. No, Chalibu. Where all does that go? Currently, only to Presdian. Okay. Which is even further away. Well, I didn't know if it went somewhere more. They are working towards the last time you wrote it. They said they are working towards other portals they have to build them they're very expensive and big do mm. <sighs> better do better if we did airship i think it would still take us maybe about two weeks or three weeks depending Cuts on it in half. stops yeah well I assume we still have some stuff to button up here first before we leave, right? We do need somebody to run the shop while we're gone. Red sits down a cup of coffee in front of each of you and starts to begin to pour out of the pot. I can I can watch the shop temporarily if if you need. I, um, I'm not due back to your father's for a little while. Can I do an insight check? Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a passive uh, insight of 15. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> um. Like you just recognize that Red is nervous about the whole thing, but you get the you get the feeling like he would be a good he would be a good person to fill in that gap while you guys at least well, figure out I, your destination. You could call him out. That'd be interesting. Because <laughs> I was all like, "Oh, just ask her to marry you already." Right, you did. <laughs> He's just being shy and slightly embarrassed about the whole thing. I don't think I'd call him out on it. I just 
I just I I think I would have a moment of just kind of like looking at him like uh huh, okay, and then just just let him go. Let him have it. Uh, he looks to all of you. He 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 backs up to talk to all of you and says, "I it it will give me time to find some recommendations for your new crew to run the shop. Probably take me a week or two." Um. And then he looks towards uh, Melanie's door where she sleeps. And uh, if I can make a recommendation to not open tomorrow. We made more than enough coin, I think, for a week. And Melanie might have quite the hangover tomorrow. I, I think after the party we could all use... A day of rest. What what day of the week is it? So, <laughs> <laughs> is the equivalent C <laughs> of Thursday. You know what? So we're guys, taking we're taking a Friday. <laughs> we're we're almost like a long, we're a long ways in. I'm just going to put it that way. We could just finally say we're not doing equivalency. <laughs> like at this point, if we were going to do it, we were going to fucking do it. So, no, it's still the equivalent one day. <laughs> you know what? Nobody remembers what that one fucking day was, Ashley. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to put it out to our listeners. I'm going to make a post on our Discord that everybody gives in their recommendations for a name of the week. And I will build a weekly calendar. <laughs> God Hell yeah. It's going to be wrote down somewhere. So we'll remember this. Sure. Sure we will. Okay. Anywho. That's funny. Uh, it's Thursday. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, you'd be like taking a long weekend off. That's a good Friday. It's a holiday weekend. <laughs> it is in your eyes. <laughs> Just take it off. We own the place. Well, we could do what we want. Right. Um, as far as leaving, I definitely think a day of rest sounds nice. Um, and then we should probably decide how we're traveling, and we should then stock up. So maybe we can leave within the week, unless we can get prepared sooner and you can return at the shop anytime with your door in the cellar which is right. not gonna lie very relieving and he looks at Sasha at least I know you you will be safe all of you I'll, I'll still write and um, we have our mailbox so we'll still get letters. It'll be easier. And I will write to you as much as I can. And I'm sure Melanie will too. So time frame wise, it's close to midnight. Mm -hmm. But with the coffee that you all had, you have a, like a second wind. Um. It's probably going to be hard for you to try to sleep after 
what happened the last time. So, the night grows long. Uh, you hear the rustling of straw and hay on the first floor. Uh, and you hear Raynell, good boy. And then you hear the sound of Tim laying down. Oh, God. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> Not the horse, too. Not that. Because <laughs> didn't... I'm trying to think. Sorry. You guys left the cart there, right? Or did Everything's you bring the back. You guys brought everything back. Okay. Because I think we talked about specifically when we went to finally come to town. After all, brouhaha. Um, I think after the cup of coffee, Vashra would kind of do a little bit of cleanup. I mean, after there was like a large crowd of people and like a party, there'd be like, you know, shelves in disarray a little bit. Sure, sure. Just like you're just reorganizing. Yeah, just yeah. like not taking inventory, but just turning the bottles face front. That yeah, kind of thing. just yeah. kind of like um, storefront maintenance. Yeah. Trying to think of like the 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 word for it. Dressing, dressing the shop. <laughs> like it's more just like kind of like busy work she has like just extra energy and so it's just like her just kind of bopping around just doing right. little things okay what is crom and Lya doing i'll let <laughs> you start <laughs> uh i feel like i always start so you go first <sighs> God damn it. at least it's not a dream well yeah <laughs> yeah so we're still at the table and you went downstairs well, uh, I guess I should, uh, should probably go help clean up. I'm sure there's quite a mess down there. Yeah, we could do that. Oh, you, you can stay. I, I, I can go help. No big deal. <sighs> I feel weird making you guys do it all. Uh, it shouldn't be too hard, I wouldn't think. Besides, you probably need your rest, don't you? Well, you do too. I'll get there eventually. Do you want to sleep here? Um. Yeah, it'd probably be safe to stay here tonight. Just in case. Okay. Alright, well. I guess... I'll find you once once we're done cleaning up downstairs. Okay. Don't stay up too late. I'll try not to. And just shuffle off to the bedroom. Okay. Okay. Alright. Well, yeah. So I guess I'd go downstairs and see where Sasha's at. Okay. So, Sasha, you are... Just kind of clean up near the front counter. There's some loose copper pieces sitting around still from change or 
whatnot, maybe a donation. Mm-hmm. And you're scooping them into your cash box. And um, right now, he is like leaning against the fence uh, on the ground, and he's just rubbing the back of the ears of Tim. And you just hear him subtly, like whispering to Tim and telling him stories of the old days. Um, your father is not around. He may have went outside for a moment. Um, Red is, from what sounds like, he's on the upper floor, um, pacing, probably cleaning something. So, as you are cleaning, Crumb begins to walk down the staircase and heads into your area. Where you are cleaning. Psst. <laughs> um, I thought you would have gone to bed with Laya. I, I think I got a problem. A problem? So... When we first got here, I kept finding old body parts laying around the farm. And I didn't want to upset Laya, so I just kept collecting them and hiding them. And holding off on telling her because I didn't want to upset her. And now it's this much later and now all this other stuff is going on. And now I'm worried that it's going to be more of a big problem. And I think they think we have a problem. Are you talking, like, fresh body parts? Or, like... It was mostly bones. Okay. Like, old bones. Okay. But they were everywhere. Like, I was cleaning the stables and found a hand, and then out there on one of the hills there was a foot. Was it enough for more than one body? I don't know, I didn't count. How many hands did you find? I didn't count how many hands. (laughs) I was trying to hide them quickly. Like I said, Lya was already kind of... I mean, she was coming back home for the first time, so... No, that's, that's fair. Did you find anything else? Other than all the body parts? No. Okay. That's the major thing. Okay. But now I feel like I maybe waited too long to tell her, and now she's just going to be upset with me because I've been hiding this stuff from her, but I didn't mean to hide it from her. I was just trying to keep her safe, and we got a problem. I... I would say it's a little bit of a problem, but if only because Laya seemed to really look up to her dad. So if he was involved in somehow getting the body parts there? You see where the problem is? <laughs> I would... I would say... I'm pretty new to this whole relationship thing, but I'm, I know it's bringing up that, hey, your dad maybe killed a bunch of people is probably not going to go over that well. I would say if you want to bring it up to her, you should 
let her know that you did find them while cleaning. Oh, hey, Lia, I found a bunch of body parts and then stashed them away and didn't tell you. Oops, sorry. <laughs> He's got so much sass right now. <laughs> He's a little sleep drunk right now. <laughs> Come on, you're the smart one here. Come up with something. I mean, do we just get rid of them and not tell her? or? I don't think we can do that. Well, I don't know how to tell her either. I mean, the only thing you can do, I think, is to say, since what happened with the ghosts and the necromancy, just say you didn't think anything of it before that. You really think she's going to believe that? She wants to believe the best of her dad. I know, that's why I don't want to say anything. But at the same time, I don't want to lie to her. I feel like I've dug myself a hole here. I think the best thing to do would just to let her know what you found. And just be honest in that you didn't want to. <sighs> maybe, maybe we wait. Just a little bit longer. Cause I mean, the whole rape inspector thing kind of threw everything else for a loop. Yeah, I'm not saying go up and tell her now by any means. <sighs> okay. But I think you should say something before we leave. Cause there might be something there about what happened last night. Right. Right. Like I said, I didn't didn't think it would cause any harm like that. It was just And I don't think what you did triggered anything, if that makes you feel any better. <sighs> That's good. Cuz with this this paper that you guys found that would have had to have been cast or placed at least that night it's crazy though how they could have snuck up on us like that alright well sorry for my panic but was worried. And just a heads up, don't go poking around the barn. Only had so many places to hide stuff there. Okay. I think we might need to go poking around there at some point, though. At some point after we tell her. Of course. Not like accidentally. I think it might be a little worse to just stumble upon a huge pile of bones compared to just onesie-twosies all over the place. Is it a big pile of bones? It's enough to be worried about. Okay. We'll, we'll figure this out once Lion knows. I think the longer 
it waits. I don't think the worse it would be, but it's not good to hold on to information like that. I know, but like I said, I just... She was already pretty upset when we got there, and I didn't want to add one more thing to the list. Yeah. It's hard when you want to protect somebody you love. You don't want to hurt their feelings, even if it's something you didn't do. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Thanks, Sasha. I appreciate it. Of course. Well, uh, I did say I'd help tidy up down here, so is there anything you need me to work on or clean up down here? Um, there's just little things. I'm just trying to actually get tired enough to go lie down. It's right. nothing that can't wait until tomorrow. Alright, well, if I don't see you before we go, have a good night. Have a good night. As you guys are kind of floating around the main lobby, um, you hear the front door open, um, uh, before then, your father does float back in. Uh, he was—he came from the back at some point. Um, but coming through the front door is Samuel Gray, and he Luke looks. Man, is he being held hostage? No. <laughs> I was like, it's probably got to be at least one a.m. by he's, now. He's got—he's—he's he's being held at gunpoint. Uh, <laughs> Again. I'd be like, look, man, I know you like bought this place for us, but you just can't walk it's in. It's late. Can we do it. this tomorrow? <laughs> uh, he he turns around, shuts the door. You notice that he is um, anxious, like long day kind of situation. Turns around. Oh, good. You're awake. Is Lyra around or your father? And then your father comes walking from the back. Uh, Raynell is still like there, just kind of like brushing Tim, and Tim's just kind of like falling asleep. Um, Laya's up in bed right now. Very well. I have some news. Um, especially for you, Jonathan Tremont. Is there a place that we can sit and talk? And, uh, Jonathan gestures to the second floor onto the table so you all sit down um and samuel looks nervous and as you are well aware of my situation the, this morning um, i was held hostage i left the party early to talk to the men who opposed me and then he looks at crom those who survived. Sorry. They are a very notorious gang known as the Diamond Devil Gang. It seems that they have been trailing you, 
Jonathan. And right now, for some time, for a transaction, something about a black box. Now, I have no knowledge of this box. And if you do have it in your possession, I do not want it. So Jonathan, right now, look at each other, look at you, and look at Samuel, and you hear your father before you say anything. We do not own such box. However, if we are being chased after, maybe for all of our safety, we must leave. And Samuel says, I agree. My airship is being prepped immediately. I recommend you, Raynell, and Jonathan come with me. I can drop you off to the Jagori jungle if needed. And Raynell suggests that they get dropped off at Lancaster and then head by foot, or head by cart from there. I just want you guys to stay safe. And that seems like a really good option. Raynell looks to you and smiles. We are the best of the best, darling. What could possibly happen? And Samuel, like, you see a sense of relief. Like, you're right. I'm with two powerful wizards. Like, what could happen? Uh, <laughs> Jonathan looks to the group and... May I have a moment with my daughter, please? He uh, stands up from the table and gestures you to the back uh, of the second floor. Mm-hmm. We both know what Lord Grey is talking about. Juniper must have known these men were after it. She gave it to us for safekeeping. A word of caution. What a, a soul if it is released can cause dangerous consequences. And you can give me an insight. What's your passive? My my passive would be 13. 13? <clears throat> um, you knowing your father well, mm-hmm. um, with your passive insight, he goes pale for a moment. Almost like he is talking, like he has encountered this firsthand. Mm. We aren't going to do anything unless we know what the consequences will be. Good. Besides, and he unveils his um, leather pouch, and you see most of his vials are gone. I must return to make more medicine. Of changeling blood? Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give him a hug. Safe and quick travels. With speed. And he pulls back from the hug and your mother would be so proud of you. Come right now. We must leave immediately. And right now is uh, checking over Crom's clothing, making sure it's still prim. You see him every so often like pick off some of your hair like off of the coat. And then Right away, Jonathan. And Samuel leads uh, down the stairwell. And then he bows to you. Congratulations on your new 
shop. Tell Laia I am proud that she is the first changeling in Demir that I know of that owns a shop. And then they head off. Close up the curtain Stay on the phone We are the monsters Holding you still We are the gallows Up on the That's it. We reached the conclusion of episode 10. I'm your dungeon master, Jason Ernest, and I just want to say thank you for listening. If you would like to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook at Uncontrollably Fine or our Instagram at Uncontrolled Fine, or you can join our Discord channel. You can find a link to all of these in the description of this episode below. And remember, the reason a rogue prefers leather armor is because it's made of cowhide. There's no place to hide